for downloading this podcast from the Freedom Centre Church in Preston. Well, good morning, church. It's great to be with you this morning to uh, bring God's word. And I want to read uh, just two or three passages, some short verses from uh, three different chapters, just to uh, set the scene for us as we begin to look at what God is wanting to say to us as a church uh, this morning. So the first reading is from Genesis, and it's Genesis uh, chapter 12. Uh, probably some verses that are familiar to you. Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, uh, chapter 12, verse 1, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you, Abram, shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then through on to chapter 28. And just three verses there, beginning of chapter 28. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Paran, Aram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. Verse 3. May God Almighty, El Shaddai, bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you that you may be an assembly of the peoples and then on to the new testament and hebrews chapter 6 and verses 13 through 15 hebrews chapter 6 verses 13 15 for when god made a promise to abraham because he could swear by no one greater he swore by himself saying surely blessing I will bless you and multiplying I will multiply you and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise Abram obtained the promise of the blessing and uh, those of you who read my weekly message that I send out on a Wednesday morning uh, we'll know the background to this talk uh, today. I lay in my bed, it was about 5am, uh, no matter when I go to sleep I tend to wake up at 5am and on this occasion I woke, I had a number of things on my mind. Uh, ever find that? Uh, my subconscious was obviously working away as I slept, but this time instead of waking up with some answers, I still had the questions. And I tend to go to sleep and I've got things in my mind. Uh, I wake up and suddenly I have uh, the answer. Uh, but not on this occasion. And the, one of the questions I had was particularly what I was going to share with you uh, this morning. Now usually I don't have any difficulty at all uh, discerning what my assignment is through God's Word. 
But this time, uh, I just couldn't settle on what I felt was right. I had uh, plenty of topics that, on my mind that I would love to share, uh, but I just didn't quite know the right one. It's a bit like, well, let's, let's take an example of the lady going to the shops and uh, she's approached by the person in the shops and uh, the assistant says, uh, what are you looking for? Maybe it's like in a clothes shop or whatever. And the lady said, what are you looking for, madam? And, uh, well, I don't know. And then he said, and then he said was there something, in, uh, a dress or was it a suit or what, what you know, what colour? She says, I really don't know. But, and then she says the phrase that we all know, don't we? I'll know it when I see it. I will know it when I see it. Well, that's what it's like for me when I am preparing to bring God's word to you or to any audience or any congregation or church that I particularly preach to. Um, I always look for a particular word uh, from God and I know it in my spirit uh, when I see it, if you like. Uh, and this week I couldn't particularly settle uh, at the beginning of the week on any of the topics that I've been thinking about until I decided early that morning to put some worship on in my earpods and suddenly the atmosphere changed everything changed suddenly God was present now I know and you know he's always present he's Jehovah Shammah the ever present Lord he says I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you He's always there. He says, where two or three are gathered, I'm there. He's omnipresent. But this time I was particularly aware of his presence. And I said to myself, God is here. And I know when God is here, he is here to bless me. Some people, um, maybe some Christians, struggle with that concept. And I've never really, to be fair, understood why you would struggle with that. I mean, I personally want the blessings of Abraham. I want the blessings of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I want the blessings of Moses. And we have been promised the blessings. We have been grafted into the family of God. Ephesians 4 verse 6 says that the Gentiles, that's you and me, <laughs> should be fellow heirs of the same promise in Christ through the gospel. Romans 11 verse 17, you being a wild olive tree, ever been described as a wild olive tree? Uh, some people are more wild than others. Well, no matter how wild you were, you as a Christian have been grafted in among them. And with them, Paul says, you become a partaker of the root and the fatness, uh, the word says, the blessing, if you like, of the olive tree. You and I have been grafted in like a wild uh, plant, if you like, but we have been grafted in and we now partake from the root and the fatness, the blessing of the olive tree. Galatians 3 verses uh, 13 to 14. Christ, Paul says, has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, that the blessing 
of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Abraham is our father. We have been grafted in. And we are heirs according to the promise. Verse 29 says, what's the promise? The promise is, I will bless those who bless you, Abraham, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, through you, Abraham, the families of the earth shall be blessed. We, brothers and sisters, are a blessed people. If you get into your mind that as a child of God, that you are blessed. God has blessed you and God will bless you. In fact, remember this, just as a, in the back of your mind, to have this and remember this, God blesses you and Satan curses you. God blesses you and Satan curses you. If you remember this, then you will need to understanding what is happening in our world. Because sometimes we get it mixed up, don't we? Sometimes Satan comes along and he disguises his curses with a fancy blessings wrapping paper. And we accept the gift because we look at the wrapping paper. It's like a blessings wrapping paper. But below the wrapping paper is Satan's curse that he's trying to give us. And when we unwrap the gift, we begin to realize that actually we have been given a curse. He has tried to give us a curse. And sometimes <laughs> I think God does the opposite of that. He wraps a blessing with a, with a difficult to swallow coating. The wrapping isn't so nice, but the blessing is below the wrapping. Ever remember, I'd certainly do, I remember my, he was a little boy, my mum giving me cough medicine. Don't know what cough medicine's like these days, but I was given cough medicine when I was young. The medicine was good for me, but oh boy, the swallowing of that cough medicine, it was awful. And my mum would say, this will do you good. It will, it will do you good. And I tasted it and I thought, this is not doing me any good. You must be kidding. This won't do me good. Are you trying to kill me? It isn't making me better. It's making me feel sick. And uh, my immaturity was trying to thwart the healing through the medicine that my mum was trying to give me. And that's what we do, don't we? And my parent wasn't, my mum or my dad wasn't trying to make me sick. They weren't trying to kill me. They were trying to make me better. And that's what God does with us sometimes. And that's why during a pandemic, I can truthfully say that while the enemy is trying to curse us, God will bless us. God will bless us. Like David in Psalm 119, we can say, or can say, 
it is good for me to be afflicted. God will get some good out of our current uh, situation. I can still taste that medicine, and it's probably over 50 years ago. But the sore throat that I had went in a few days. You never forget how God treats you. He is the master physician. He knows what's best for me, and he knows what's best for you. So God is here. And when he is here, he is here to bless you. He is here to bless me. And in our reading, when Isaac called Jacob and uh, blessed him, the first thing after he blessed him was to tell him the word, no, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Sometimes when people say no, it's God blessing you and saying, yes, this is the way. Man's no can be God's yes. Whatever men say to you, it's a yes from God. It's a blessing from God. Because, and I often say this, with God, when God is here, you cannot lose. As a child of God, you cannot lose. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, thanks be to God who gives us the defeat. No. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God who gives us victory. In your life and in my life, in our situation, in this pandemic, God will give you the victory. So Jacob's on his way to find a wife at Haran. And on the way, he stops for the night. He dreams about a ladder. We call it, as you know, Jacob's ladder. Angels going up and down, and he sees God at the top of the ladder. And he says, he says this, I am the Lord God of God says, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, and the land in which you lie, I will give to you and to your descendants. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. Isn't that fantastic? I will keep you wherever you go. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. That's a word for someone right now. God is saying to you, I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken over your life. You think he's forgotten? He has not forgotten. You think it, the promise is delayed? It may be delayed, but it won't be denied. I will not leave you, God says, until I have done what I have spoken to you. He says, surely I will bless you. God is here. God is here this morning. And he's here to bless you. What does his blessing mean? Well, it can mean all sorts of things. It can mean from going from cough medicine to cream cakes. It can go from having a redu being made redundant 
so that you can get a new job. You only see the redundancy, but God sees the new position, your new vocation, your new road, the new highway. You may think somebody's left you, but actually it was God setting you free. God will do whatever it takes. He will move everything round about you, your situation, people, whatever it is. He will do whatever it takes to bless you. He says in Deuteronomy 6, When I bring you into the land of which I swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, I will give you houses you didn't build. And I will give you vineyards that you didn't plant. What does that mean? What does that mean? It means out there somewhere, someone's building a house for me. Somebody's building a house for you. Someone's planting fruit trees that I will get the fruit from, that you will get the fruit from. This is all going on unbeknown to you. I'm going, you won't deserve them. You won't work for them, but God will bless you. That's what that verse means. That's why in Mark chapter 10, verse 29, Jesus says, Assuredly, I say unto you, there's no one who's left these houses of brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the Gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. Houses, brothers, sisters and mothers and children and lands, and also, by the way, persecutions, and in the age to come, for you, Christian, eternal life. What's Jesus saying? He says, I will give you the house, I'll give you the family, I'll give you the land, and even if you leave what I've given you, I will repay you. When we sacrifice what God has supernaturally given us, something amazing happens. God says, I will give you many returns, a hundredfold return. He says, I'm no man's debtor. And just like the good Samaritan who said to the, the innkeeper in Luke chapter 10, he says, whatever you spend, I will repay you. Whatever you give up, I will repay you. Whatever it costs you, Christian, I will, God says, I will repay you. He's into the business of blessing you. That's what I'm trying to say to you this morning. That's what I'm going to try and get into your spirit. God wants to bless you. You serve a God who wants to take care of you, who wants to provide for you, who wants to strengthen you, who wants to disciple you, who wants to encourage you, who wants to protect you, who wants to give you justice where you think you've had injustice. God is here to bless us. God is here. Are you here? Are you at the bottom of the ladder when God is at the top as he sends his angels up and down? Are you turning up? Are you in the moment? Do you recognize in your spirit, even as I'm speaking to you this morning, that God is here and as you sit there in your home this morning I want you to say to yourself or even to those around about you God is here
I think that's a major lesson God's trying to teach us in these days of lockdown and not having church in the building and having connect groups on Zoom and meeting like this on the internet and through YouTube on a Sunday morning. That he's trying to say to you, in your home, where you are, sitting on your favourite seat, sitting on the couch, God is here. I want you to decide to make your home a sanctuary. We miss church. We miss you. We need church. We need you. But let me tell you, in our home, even in my office here right now, I know God is here. Every curse was paid for on Calvary. We do not get what we deserve. We don't deserve anything in a sense, only judgment. God will give you more than you could ever deserve. He will give you above and beyond all you could ever ask or think. If you look at Jacob, he was a trickster, he was a con man. But I want you to watch something. Watch God, watch the grace of God and what I'm going to say to you. He changes Jacob's name to Israel. Israel uh, Jacob means con man deceiver, trickster, Israel. What does that mean? Israel means wrestled with God or triumphant with God or God contended. That's the difference. Because Jacob wrestled with God, he, he was renamed Israel. Then Jesus quotes his father in Matthew chapter 2 verse, uh, verse 32. I am the God of Abraham, he says. He says, I'm the God of Isaac. And then he says something amazing. I am the God of Jacob. I am the God of Jacob. Now, that's a mistake, you say. Surely you should have said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Israel. Because he renamed. He went from trickster, con man, to Israel. The one who contended with God. Surely he should have called them, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. No, God doesn't do that. He reverts back to Jacob. God says to Jacob, God says to me, God says to you, I am here, I am the God of the best of you and the worst of you. I am the best, or I am the God of the best of you and also of the worst of you. I know you. I forgive you. I remember you. I've redeemed you. I know where you've come from. I've restored you. I've sanctified you, Jacob. Never forget something. My mother always used to say, you're a sinner saved by grace. You're Jacob, but you're also Israel. Sometimes Jacob wakes up in the morning. And you have to put on Israel quite rather quickly. Yeah. But God says, I am the God of Jacob. I'm the God of the worst of you. And I'm God of the best of you. I see you. A saint, sanctified child of God. That's how I see you, God says. And you know the worst of you. But your God is here this morning. And he's here to bless you. So whatever the world throws at you, 
whatever you wake up at 5am in the morning or 6 or 7, whenever you wake up and whatever you think about, whatever way you've been mistreated, whatever way things have gone wrong, whatever things you've done wrong, remember God will turn it for your good, even your mistakes, even your difficulties. God will turn it for good. He says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Isaiah 54, verse 17. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Their righteousness, God says. He says this to me. He says it to you this morning. Their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. He says, in righteousness you shall be established. God is here. He wants to establish you in righteousness. He wants to bless you. He will bless you. He will make you righteous. This, uh, my friend, is the word of the Lord. You can receive it or you can reject it. You can think I'm all in I'm having this or you can think I'm not good enough. I'm Jacob, I'm not Israel. You can decide if you want to rather live under a curse. In Joshua 1, Moses has just died and God says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore go over this Jordan, you and all the people of the land which I am giving them, every place the sole of your feet will tread upon I have given you. He says, be strong and very courageous. We can receive all that God has for us this morning. In your mind and in your spirit and from within you, you can say, I'm having it. I'm taking it. I'm taking possession of the blessing every single day, every single morning that God's got for me. I want it. I want to prosper wherever I go. He says, be strong and very courageous, Joshua. Don't turn from the right or the left so that you may prosper wherever you go. As you go into your week this week, as you go to your job, as you serve your family, as you look after the children, God says, don't turn to the right or to the left. Be strong, be courageous, and you will prosper wherever you go. I believe as a church, as the Freedom Centre, we will prosper wherever we go, wherever we meet, whether it be Zoom or online or YouTube, we will be blessed, we will prosper, we will see people saved, we will see people healed, we will serve the Lord, because why? God is here, here with me now, here with you now, in my home, in your home. Isn't God great? Isn't he almighty? Isn't he worthy of our praise? Shouldn't we rise up and bless him and praise him and give him our worship? So this week, stretch up a ladder to heaven every day and see the blessings come down from God, coming and going as the angels did. God's at the top. You're at the bottom. And God wants to bless you and be with you as you honour him. If you honour him, he will honour you and he will bless you and you bless others with the blessings that he has given you. As he gives to you, give away to others. 
be a blessing to them and the blessings of Abraham, Isaac and yes Jacob will be on you and will be on me and will be on our church as we go forward into the unknown but with a known God who has promised to bless us and keep us and provide for us and be with us. Hallelujah. What a saviour. Have a great week. As you pray for us, we are praying for you. So be a blessing wherever you go. And may the blessings of our Lord Jesus Christ be on your home and on your family and on your job and every part of you in his lovely, lovely name. Have a great week and God bless you. For more information about our church or to access more of our resources, please visit thefreedomcentre.com.